your life center, center of life. You find expression and life in Christ. At TLC, discover God. At TLC, discover you. At TLC, discover life. Discover God, discover you, discover life. So this morning, we will be looking at God's expectation of us. God's expectation of us. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. So we are looking at the book of Matthew. Matthew 22, verse 35. Matthew 22, verse 35. I will take it down to 39. I will skip some verses because of time. Okay. And I read. Then one of them, which was a lawyer, asked him a question, tempting him and saying, Master, which is the greatest or which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with, thy, with all thy heart, and with thy soul, and with thy mind. 39. And the second is like unto it, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Praise the Lord. Jesus just compressed the law. You know, the lawyer wanted to know if he would say, keep the Sabbath. Or don't covet your neighbor's wife. Or don't commit adultery. Or don't commit murder. So, the Bible said he asked him that question to tempt him. And Jesus, being Jesus, our Savior, he said, simple. There are two laws. The great laws, if you like. First is love the Lord. Second is love your neighbor. Praise the Lord. And the Lord will give us the heart of love in Jesus' name. Love is something that our pastor has taught us severally. Diverse ways and means. And sometimes it's something that we underrate or just take it as one of those things. We don't really understand it. Because when we understand the depth of love, a lot of things won't even be mentioned amongst us. And I'm praying this morning that the Lord will give us insight in Jesus' name. Let's see the book of John. 1 John 5.2. 1 John 5.2. It says, By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. I will take it again. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. Anyone who has ever been loved or anyone who has ever loved, praise the Lord, knows that love is an action word. Praise God. Love is demonstrable. Love is something that you show, right? We young people used to say, show me love. Do we say that? Bro, show me love. Praise the Lord. And when somebody says, show me love, he's not saying, tell me I love you, right? 
Yeah, we know that love has to be confessed. You say it and say it. Mostly for our mommies, you have to say it. You have to keep saying it. Amen. But you see, it's beyond that. Hmm? If you say it too often, without backing it up with action, the next thing you hear is, now love, I go chop. Who has ever heard that before? Praise the Lord. Now love, I go chop. So it shows that love is something that has to be demonstrated. And God will help us as we go down to see how do we even manifest this love for God? When we say we love God as Christians, we also do say we love our neighbors. But first, let's see. How do we manifest our love for God? Originally, this wasn't what I was, had proposed to preach. Until this morning, and I was in a service in the dream, and pastor was preaching something like this. And when I woke up, I had to change the message. And in the course of the workers' meeting, God did confirm that this is what he wanted me to preach. God will help us in Jesus' name. Firstly, how do we manifest God's love? One, we take charge of the earth. We show ownership. Praise the Lord. We take charge of the earth by showing what? Ownership. Let's see the book of Genesis. Genesis 1, 26 to 29. Genesis 1, 26 to 29. And I read in 26. And God said, let us make man in our own image. And after our likeness, let him have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. 28. And God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful. That's to be productive. Multiply. And replenish the earth and subdue it. Praise the Lord. The first way for which we show that we love God is to take charge of the earth. To take ownership. The pastor said this morning, when you have taken ownership of the earth, you will not be cajoled to come to church. You will not be cajoled. You don't need a law, a punishment to obey traffic lights. You don't need to be told not to litter your environment because you love God and he has given you a charge to take charge, to own it. Praise the Lord. When you come to church and the carpet is not properly, you know, laid somewhere, you will stop, keep your Bible and do it. You will say it's for decoration. It's for ushers. God will help us in Jesus' name. As we take charge of the earth, as we take ownership in Jesus' name. And you remember that our God owns the earth and beyond. So you cannot love somebody. You can imagine I'm going to Wagolada and I see pastor's car on the road with the trafficators blinking. And I say, ah, that's our pastor. I love him so much. Hmm? I just pass. I say, ah, that's Pastor Odun. That's his car. That's his car. Yeah. Does that show love? Love shows that you do what? You pack. I say, ah, that's my pastor. Even if it means taking a U-turn. Pastor, what happened? I saw your car. I said, oh, okay, I just, I'm just trying to fix something. It's okay, what, 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 can I help? what can I help you do? That shows that you love him. 
So we can't take negligence of God's things and claim that we love God. God will help us in Jesus' name. The second way for which we show or manifest our love for God is in total reverence. Praise the Lord. In total reverence. Exodus chapter 20, verses 1 to 2. Exodus chapter 20, verses 1 to 2. And God spoke, spoke this thing, saying, I am the Lord your God, which has brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the land of bondage. Three, thou shalt have no other God before me. And I add, beside me, beneath me, or above me. Praise the Lord. No graven image or any likeness of anything that, that is in heaven above or in the earth or beneath the earth. As his children, we are meant to manifest total reverence to God. And how do we do this? Via praise and gratitude. Praise the Lord. Praise and gratitude. Exodus 15, 1 to 21. A very long one. We won't be able to read it. Exodus 15, 1 to 21. You see where Moses. How many of us know that Moses is a songwriter? You may not have known. Moses wrote a song. Praise the Lord. Miriam added a dance. You know? Just to make sure that they show their gratitude and praise God. God will help us in Jesus' name. David wrote multiple Psalms. But of them all, I like Psalm 100. And other ones that shows David's reverence, their praise and gratitude to God. God will help us in Jesus' name. How else do you show that you love God? How else do you show that you love God beyond taking ownership of, of the earth and um, showing him reverence? If I honor, praise God, by honor. In some of our cultures, we are not taught honor. Praise God. So we just grew up and um, we do anyhow, even in God. Honor. Honor is important to God. Honor is important to your parents, to your seniors, and your superiors, even in the offices. So for God, to show that you love him, you must honor God. You must honor God. And how do you honor God? You honor God firstly with obedience. Praise God. You honor him with what? With obedience. Abraham honored God so much with total obedience. I remember the day Pastor um, taught us about Abraham. For Abraham, he was just waiting for God to say something. Once God has said it, or how God says it, he will just do it without giving it a thought. Without considering it. Without analyzing it. Without evaluating it. Someone that God told, carry your bag and move. To where? He didn't ask him. He just moved. And God led him. And wherever God led him, he followed. That was total obedience. I'm sure God will have been wondering. Okay? And God says, at 99, he said, you'll be circumcised in flesh. How many of us have seen circumcision being carried out before? He said, at 99, he said, you'll be circumcised in flesh. He said, yes, Lord. Wow. 
And after that, he circumcised every male child in his household, including his slaves. Then finally, he gave him a promised child at 100. And he says, that promised child, sacrifice him for me. He said, yes, Lord. Wow. God help us in Jesus' name. That we'll have Abraham's kind of obedience towards God. And honor God in everywhere of our lives in Jesus' name. Then we have another young man. You know, some of us will say uh, he was 99. So that was for old people. Mm -mm. Joseph honored God. Praise God. In Genesis 39 verse 9. Genesis 39 verse 9. What did Joseph say? We know about the story of Joseph. A boy who was sold by his siblings. And was now sold again to Potiphar as a, house, a head house, a, as a houseboy. And the Lord made him a head houseboy. And while he was there, Potiphar's wife picked interest in him. And I will tell this to our young people. Once God has anointed you with a special unction, distractions will pick interest in you. Praise God. Once God has anointed you for a, with a special unction, distractions will do what? Will pick interest in you. So for Joseph, Potiphar's wife was a huge distraction. He didn't count it as a privilege. He didn't see it as something he could indulge in. And let's see what he answered her. In Genesis 39 verse 9, Genesis 39 verse 9, Joseph said, how can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? How can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? May that be our confession and our profession whenever we are faced with such circumstances in Jesus' name. So he was a young person. So unlike Abraham, who I say was old, you know, old people, gray hair, he's advanced, so he understands better. But Joseph stands as an example for us to follow. May the Lord help us. To have his love in our heart in Jesus' name. In offering, you also show honor through offering. Praise the Lord. You know, when they say gift of honor, give somebody a gift of honor. A minister of God, or your parents, or somebody you are led to, gift of honor. You show honor through offering. And we have the case of Solomon. Who did a lavishing offering to God? When I read that story, it said a thousand offering of the best of bulls and cows. What that shows that Solomon hired people and paid them for slaughtering the offerings. He didn't just get bullock, big looking, beautiful, hairy bullocks. He also went ahead to hire people possibly paid for chariots to bring them to the slaughter and put canopies, you know, cook food. It's not easy to kill. Have you ever seen where they kill cows? It's work. One person cannot kill a cow. Amen. Not even two people. Before you bring it down, there has to be about four ropes on the leg before they drag it down. Then they now start doing the butchering. So imagine a thousand of that. Bigger ones. Solomon paid people, made provisions for their lunch, for their breakfast, for their lunch, for their dinner, and their supper, just to show God how much 
He loves him. May the Lord help us to love Solomon even much more, love God even much more than Solomon in Jesus' name. Then how our love to God? Through total dependence on God. Through total dependence on God. This morning, in the course of um, Sunday school, in my class, we made mention about Daniel and his siblings. We call them the three Hebrew children. They depended on God. Book of Daniel 6, verse 16, and book of Daniel 3, verse 6, will show us how these people depended on God. The three Hebrew children, I would say they were even so arrogant in their honor for God. You know what they told the king? He said, once it has to do with this relationship, we are not careful to answer you in this within this dispensation. And for you being here this morning, God has a plan for you. And you will not live here without that plan being fulfilled in your life. And I promise you, as you leave, your countenances will change for good. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Then we are looking at Esther. Esther. A young lady who was just chosen and made a queen. You know, there are people who, once things get good for them, if you used to know them before, right? When you call them on the phone, they won't answer. So some of them even change their phone numbers to a new one. Saying, you know, now uh, my position has changed. My plan has changed. You know, Esther did not change his phone number against his people. He still has his number. Mordecai could still reach him. And he honored Mordecai as her uncle. And when they were in trouble, they called on to her. She said, ask the medians. My, my medians will fast with me. Ask people to fast along with me. If I perish, I perish. Praise the Lord. Why did she say that? Because she depended on God. She knew that whatever God wants for her is the best. If God decides that she perish in the course of trying to save her people from the plan of the enemy and the plan of the devourer, so be it. And she took that decision and she walked up to the king and at the end of the day, it was all glorious. So shall it be for you in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Then what about the parents of our, the, the, the earthly parents of our Christ Jesus? When they get back to Christ, the devil had a plan. And Joseph had a dream. And angels appeared unto him in the dream and said, Test this child and go to Egypt. I keep wondering, had they relations in Egypt? Were they just going into Egypt? Just you carry your bag and go to Niger where you don't know anybody. But because they depended on God, the Lord that gave the prophecy that and the baby came to pass. And the brother started seeing the manifestation. They just obeyed. And they took the baby to Egypt. And they remained there until God told them to return. Total dependence on God. One of the ways through which we manifest our love for him. God will help us in Jesus' name. Jesus Christ himself. In Luke twenty-two forty-one, 41. Luke 22, 41 to 42. After his ministry when it was coming to a close. You know, he was wearing the flesh at that point. The magnitude of what he was going to go through was getting more glaring before him. He became afraid. 
And when he became afraid, what did he do? He prayed. Amen. So when we find ourselves in a situation that has become overwhelming and challenging, we're encouraged to pray. May God give us the power to pray in Jesus' name. And Jesus prayed. And that experience is being described as the Mount of Transfiguration. And I pray for you this morning that the Lord will transfigure you and equip you for every challenge that might come our, your way and that you will emerge victorious in Jesus' name. And after he had prayed, and what was his confession? He said he will yield to God. He said, at this point, not my way, but your way. And I prayed for you that the will of God, his perfect will, will be done in your life in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. So let's look at the great commandment number two. Great commandment number two. The love towards your neighbors. Love towards your neighbors. Let's see the book chapter six. The book of Micah chapter six. Verse eight. He said, to do justice and to love mercy and to walk humbly before God. What does God require of you? He said, he has shown thee, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of thee but to do justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with God? Praise the Lord. To do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with God. Do we do justly? Reflection. Am I partial or impartial? Do I love mercy? Sometimes you may not have the capacity to show it to the extent that you would want to. But do you really, do you, does it really get to you? Do you love mercy? Are you compassionate? May the Lord help us in Jesus' name. Book of Job 34 verse 4. We are looking at love towards our neighbors. Book of Job 34 verse 4. He said, let us choose to judgment. Let us know amongst ourselves what is good. Let us choose to judgment. Let us know among ourselves what is good. Let us choose to judgment. Let us know among ourselves what is good. James 4, 7. James 4, 7. Says, therefore, to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him is sin. To him that knoweth to do good and does not do it, to him is sin. Lord will have mercy upon us in Jesus' name. Now let's see how do we manifest this love towards our neighbors? How do we manifest this love towards our neighbors? Or how do we not manifest it towards our neighbors? We'll be reading from Proverbs 6.16. Proverbs 6.16. And I read. It says, these six things that the Lord hates, yea, seven are an abomination to him. So now we're looking at how we should not manifest our love towards our neighbors. Things that we should not do to our neighbors because 
we love them. Number one, it says, a proud look. A proud look. You know, no matter how much you look, you can't give God a proud look. Amen. You can't. You can't even try. But you see, you can give your neighbors a proud look. You can give those in authority a proud look. You can despise. You can demean. You can talk down. You can make light their instructions and commands. God will help us that that will not be our Lord in Jesus' name. Number two, he said a lying tongue. How not to show love to our neighbors? A lying tongue. Number three, hands that shed innocent blood. Hands that shed innocent blood. Sometimes you may not physically murder a person, but with your lying tongues and things you say behind the people, you kill that person. Praise God. God will enable us in Jesus' name to understand his words even this morning in Jesus' name. Number four, a heart that devised wicked imaginations. I will never forget my nephew who has grown to become a man now when he was small. Oftentimes, he will hit his head. His name is Eliezer. He said, Eliezer, why, why are you hitting your head? He said, I'm beating off evil thoughts. Praise God. Even as Christians, the devil gets into our thoughts. Amen. Amen. Does the devil not get into your thoughts? Of course. When you're offended, you take offense. Some of you say, ah, if not for God. Car. If I was not born again. Oh, God. I will have shown you. Amen. God will help us in Jesus' name. So sometimes, or most times, evil thoughts come. And we are not supposed to brood on it. As Christians who want to show our neighbors love. Praise the Lord. Because the evil thought is, has come to do nothing in your life than to make sure that you hurt your neighbor. Right? Praise God. Then it says, a feat that is very swift in running to mischief. A feat that is very swift in running to mischief. Before you could stop him or her. I used to have one very, very wonderful friend. If you start quarreling with someone, just have to hold him. Else, the next thing you will hear is a bottle. Bam! And if, you, if you're not fast, the bottle will end in that person's body. A feat that runs very fast to mischief. That is one of the ways that God expects us not to show love. Right? Because there's no love in mischief. Maybe you might not have a bottle with you. There are other ways. Your anger is so terrible than you can boil him. Amen. And there is power in the house this morning to deliver you of it in Jesus' name. Because God wants you to get beyond your expectations. And he doesn't want anything that will stand in between the gap, in the way to stop you. Praise the Lord. And because we are his children, he does not do anything without letting us know. So he tells us ahead of time. You know, Pastor Shintok tells something here when, during our, our anniversary. He said, yeah, God is not a partial God, even though we can't judge him. So what he does is that he prepares you to qualify for a miracle. 
He prepares you to qualify for a miracle. Firstly, he gave us Christ to perfect us. So that whatever thing he does for us, the devil cannot say, accuse him and say, but you are doing them favor. He'll always say, Christ has already paid for it. May God help us in Jesus' name. So God is preparing us for the miraculous beyond our expectation that he's about to do. He doesn't want us to miss it. May God help us in Jesus' name. Then we have a false witness. And he that soweth discord amongst brethren. He that soweth discord amongst brethren. One of the fruit of the spirit is peace. When people are quarreling, no matter who is right or who is wrong, God expects us as a person who loves God and loves our neighbor to be the intermediary. Praise the Lord. You cannot be an intercessor and not be an intermediary. Praise God. You pray for the church. You pray for the body of Christ. And you're also the one sowing discord amongst brethren. That is not what God expects of us. Remember, we are looking at of what God expects from you and I. God is expecting that the one who prays, you pray for the church, you pray for the children, you pray for Nigeria, you pray for Africa, you pray for RCCG. Also be the one who make peace amongst brethren. God will help us in Jesus' name. Psalm 15 verse 1. Psalm 15 verse 1. He says, who shall dwell in the holy hill? He that walketh uprightly, walketh righteousness, speaketh truth in his heart, but backed not with his tongue, nor does nor do it, nor do it evil to his neighbor, nor take it up reproach against his neighbor. You know, in the Christian faith, we have come sometimes to baptize gossip with with concern. Ah. Brother Peter, please, we need to pray for Sister Vono. And whenever he hears, they say, what happened? Praise the Lord. We need to pray for her. We need to pray for her. Ah, God will help us in Jesus' name. And then the conversion will flow. And one story will lead to another. And one story will lead to another. And we miss it. God will help us. That when we have burden to pray, that we really intercede and not to gossip in Jesus' name. He said, in whose eyes a very person is contained. So what is wrong is wrong. Amen. Praise the Lord, church. What is wrong is wrong. It does not matter, even if I'm the one doing it. What is wrong is wrong. But he honored them, their fear the Lord. Praise the Lord. He sweared to his own hearts. And does not change. Meaning your word is yea and amen. Praise God. So, so you can't say you are, you are joking. Mm-mm. Once you utter your words, you are expected to be bound by your words. Praise God. God will help us in Jesus' name. And when we are careful, or when we know that whatever word we utter, we will be held bound by it. We are careful of what we say. Happy? Yes, we won't just speak anyhow. We won't just make promises we don't intend to keep. No? Make promises. I say, okay, let's see how it goes. Praise the Lord. 
And my children will tell you, but you promised. Praise the Lord. I'm sure it's like that at home, right? But that you promised. May God help us to keep to our promises in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Now, is there a reward for loving God? Is there a reward for loving our neighbors? Let's see 1 Corinthians 2.9. 1 Corinthians 2, verse 9. And I read, But as it is written, Yes, eyes has not seen, nor ears heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. So when you hear beyond expectation, it's just saying it's not for everybody. Praise the Lord. Are you shocked? Are you surprised? The Bible says what he prepared for them that love him has not entered into the heart of men, has not been conceived, have not been thought of. To them that love them. And I pray that the love of Christ dwell in us so richly and prepare us to love God in Jesus' name. So, beyond expectation is for us. Certainly, surely, when we have decided in our heart that we will love God by manifesting, even beyond the ones I've outlined, things that show. Your love must show. Praise the Lord. Tell your neighbor your love must show. Your love must show to God. Your love must show even to me. Praise the Lord. So finally, James 1.12. James 1.12 says, Blessed is the man that endures temptation. From when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which God has promised to them that love him. Which God has promised to them that love him. Now, I mean, what does that show? That there's no way you can serve God without loving him. And there's no way you claim to love God without loving your neighbor. Praise the Lord. Shall we rise? You know, sometimes we want to love even God, right? But there are things that are struggling against us. Forces that are contending against our love, even for God. A lot contending against our love, even for our neighbor. This morning, we're going to pray and say, Father, help me to love you as I ought to. Begin to pray. Say, Father, help me to love you, God, as I ought to. Help me to love you and let my love for you show Begin to pray. Say, Father, help me. Whatever that it has become a distraction for me, even in demonstrating my love for you, Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. May the blood of Jesus atone for me. May the blood of Jesus atone for me. May the blood of Jesus atone for me. In Jesus' name we have prayed. I'm going to pray the second one that says, Father, Help me to love even my neighbors. Help me to love my neighbors 
that the things that you are listed in the book of Proverbs 6.16 will not be found in my life. Father, help me. Help me. Help me. Help me. He said, a proud look, a lying tongue, hand that shed innocent blood, a heart that devised evil imagination, a feet that is swift to mischief, a false witness, a heart that sows discord amongst brethren. Father, help me. Help me, Lord, that these things will not be found even in my life. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. This morning, God has spoken to us about that which he expects from us. And he summarizes into two. Our love for God and our love for our neighbor. Brethren, if you have not given your life to Christ, you cannot reverence him. You may not have an idol in your house in terms of a structure or a statue, but the idol of sin is in your heart. And this morning, maybe you've had this world and you decided that I'm going to love God. I'm going to serve him. I'm going to depend on him. I will honor him. And you want to give your life to him. Can you signify by raising up your hands? Wherever you are in the congregation, just raise up your hand. The ushers are closed, but they'll give you a form to fill as we pray. So that you have that enablement, special unction to live the life of love. Because without love of Christ dwelling in you, you can't serve God. You can't have breakthroughs. There will be no beyond expectation for you. I'm sorry. But God wants you to have it. And that's why you are here this morning. And that's why this world is coming your way this morning. And he's saying, give me your heart. Let me show you my love. Give me your heart. Don't resist. Don't resist. I want a better future for you. I want you to survive the hard times. I want to give you the joy of the Spirit. Give me your heart. Give me your heart. Give me your heart. Heavenly Father, Lord, I commit your sons and your daughters who have made a decision this morning to follow you. They've given you their hearts. They've confessed Christ as their Lord and personal Savior. Father, hold them by their hands. Don't let them go. In Jesus' name, Lord, this day, they will remember always with joy the day they were reconciled to your great love. And Lord, nothing shall take them out of your hands. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Heavenly Father, because you've answered. For in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Put your hands together for Jesus. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. We'll be glad to have you worship with us every Sunday at 8 a.m. and every Wednesday at 6 p.m. God bless you.